Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today we are joined by Kat Mann, the Head of PR and Savings and Investment Specialist at Nutmeg and Women in Fintech Power Listee of 2018 and 2019. Nutmeg is the Digital Wealth Manager, enabling a nation of investors. Kat has the overall responsibility for the Nutmeg Press Office, crisis communications, corporate reputational risk, shareholder relations, and social media strategy, as well as tactical execution. Kat is driving an innovative multi-channel communication strategy to promote a diverse and rapidly growing business. And she is here today to tell us more about her passions, her career, and the Nutmeg journey. Kat, welcome. It's great to have you on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thanks very much, Nadia. It's great to be here. Um, so tell us a bit more about what all this responsibility is like and some of the things that you run. Of course. So I have to say that I have a really great team that works for me that helps to promote Nutmeg across a number of external channels, be that through traditional press and media, social media, how we uh, liaise and kind of communicate with our shareholders, as well as speaker opportunities, panel discussions and that sort of thing at conferences and industry events. Um, it does mean that the role is incredibly varied. There's no two days that are the same. And if you're like me and you quite like to end the day by making a bit of a plan of attack for the next day, be totally prepared to throw that plan out the window by about 9.30 because very rarely sort of happens. It is, however, one of the things that I really love about the role. There's a lot of variety in what I do. You get to get involved with different audiences. The way that we, for example, communicate directly with our clients via social media who will ask questions on everything from, you know, what are the rules and uh, limitations, for example, around opening a, a junior ISA for their new child or using a lifetime ISA to buy a house through to their sort of pension options, what's happening and what's driving the markets. There's a huge amount of variety. Plus, of course, all of the sort of uh, traditional media stuff, be that interviews with Times Radio, we do a regular sort of business briefing. Those sorts of elements are really, really key. And I, I love the variety in my role. And I think it was the first time that we spoke. You just finished with your weekly piece with, the, with, with that, with the Radio Times. And that was fantastic to hear about. Yeah, I have to say, even if it is an early start, Monday mornings for me mean a 4am, although you have a small child, so I'm sure you see 4am on, <laughs> on a many occasion. Um, I do like to have a bit of a read of the wires, see what's been going on whilst we've been asleep, have a look at what's going on in markets. 
and then give a bit of a, a view of what the big business stories of that week are going to be is there anything particularly that people need to be thinking about uh, when it comes to their money and I think one of the things that we forget is how much it really impacts uh, all aspects of our life. You know, this week we were talking a lot about um, energy prices and what does that kind of mean for people going into the winter. We also look at uh, retail sales and does that mean that we've all got our confidence back? And as much as day to day, I guess my role is very much focused on investing and longer term actually what we do now has a massive impact on our ability to do that you know one of the things that we looked at at nutmeg recently is the average savings that people were making by working from home and what that could then mean if they invested that money in a pension and what that could you know you could retire five years earlier if you put that savings away and it's how you start to make uh, your everyday finances relevant to something that mm. might be happening in 30 or 40 years time that's really insightful like great food for thought because that's something that we can all question ourselves on and just pause and have a think and and sort of redistribute redistribute what we have coming in and out of our household which I know we're going to go into a bit more detail on shortly um before we do that talk us through your background and what got you to this point of running all the PR of this amazing fintech nutmeg for me, I didn't have a clear career in mind when I went to university. I did a politics degree at the University of Nottingham. Um, I loved it, though, again, actually, one of the things that I loved about my degree was the ability to choose modules from different schools. I got to keep a lot of variety. And then when I graduated, I was looking around and thinking, OK, what do I want to do? I was very fortunate. A good friend of mine worked in comms for the air traffic control service. She said, I think you'd be great at comms. Let's get you doing some work experience. That's really where it started. Um, when I then came to approach looking for jobs, AXA um, had a wealth and investment business that was based 20 minutes down the road and they were looking for a new press office assistant. And many moons ago, many more than I care to really admit, um, that was where I started. And as a business to go into, actually, AXA is possibly a household name for their insurance, be it car or home or healthcare insurance. And their, their life and pensions business is also huge. It's predominantly actually really big in Europe. If you've been on holiday, you've possibly even seen their, uh, the offices where you can go in and, and get your life and pensions from you know, small towns in, in France and across Europe. It was a brilliant place to start working because of the amount of uh, time and effort and energy they really put into how they can either educate the, the people who work in that business. So you really get under the skin of what it is that you're, you're doing. As a comms professional, you'll learn skills that are transient across any industry. You know, you can write for press or you could write for social media, and that's really important, but also really getting into the skin of what it is that you do. Really fell in love with investing in pensions and became very passionate about it. And I think that was a real reflection of the people who I worked with then in my first role who were very much of the same sort of mind. And it was all about helping people to understand exactly the sort of power behind what it was that they were doing, whether they saw a financial advisor or were starting with smaller amounts the power of that it's also not something we talk about you know the, the UK is very um sort of uptight about talking about finances and particularly talking about you know pensions and investing much sort of more so than in other parts of the world you know Americans are often lauded as the example where people will quite often talk about where they're investing their 401ks or how they're performing and it's it's much more sort of common parlance and I think we need to kind of 
get a little bit more open about talking about it. I do think we've come a bit of that way in the last sort of maybe three to five years. The, the younger generation, I think, are much better at, at talking about it. And I think technology has a massive role to play. After I was at AXA, I then moved to WITCH, the UK consumer group, which um, threw me sort of front and centre into what's the, the money that affects or the money kind of trends and habits that really affect UK consumers. And there you got the full breadth of everything from shopping around for a better energy pricing deal to are you being ripped off by your loyalty to an insurance brand? Should you be able to access cash from a bank account? The sort of breadth of what you, you um, covered there was really, really extensive. And that's how you really know that the sort of power between putting all of those things together. I think we're very good as, uh, as a nation of people at compartmentalizing different parts of our finances. We'll think, okay, this bit sits over here, like our household finances. I might be really good at shopping around for a really good energy deal or knowing what supermarkets have what on offer on a day-to-day -day basis, maybe even switching my current account. You know, there's often been deals about, you know, cashback and joining fees. But then I don't do anything with what I do with those savings. They stay in that sort of pot and it doesn't go into that next level of thought. And I think that's where there was a real opportunity, which led me to, to Nutmeg, where I sort of got to combine both of those things that I really loved, helping everyday consumers with their finances and how to build better futures, but also kind of grabbing back some of that love of investing in pensions and that long-term element. Um, and Nutmeg really, for me, brought those things together. You get to deal with, um, with our clients. It's a, we have a team of people who are, I guess, usually based in our head office in Vauxhall, or now we're all over the country working remotely. But everyone has that sort of involvement with our customers. We regularly have uh, customer focus group so you really get to understand what it is that motivates those customers which i for me also motivates me to get up and and go to work and kind of do the best things that i can do for them on a day-to-day -day basis uh, that's a, a wonderful way of just finishing off that that answer because i think you mentioned in there a number of times just sort of unlocking your passion um for this for this particular area within the market and driving you to help help people ask the right questions, actually communicate and talk about things that we traditionally haven't really wanted to talk about and to our own detriment, you know, and I think this, this sort of opening it up and educating others is a huge theme that that's coming across here. And it's quite interesting because I was speaking at the University of East London uh, just earlier on this afternoon about fintechs and the importance of people being passionate about what they do within fintechs and now here I am talking to you and your passion just shines shines so clearly through and it's great because it's you know it's making me think about what I need to do and to educate myself further on these topics um so just putting this all together and everything that you've learned tell us a bit more about nutmeg and what makes it so unique because I, I understand why you've joined it um, and, and what you're doing for it but what, what would you say makes it stand out as a successful fintech so nutmeg was founded in the uk as the first digital wealth manager you'll sometimes hear us referred to in the press as a robo advisor the view that you can um 
do a little bit of investing yourself, but there's also someone else or a team of people here to help you with that. Now, the sort of robo-advisor name we have really struggled with because um, it's a little bit misleading. There are no robots. If you've come to the office, you will be very disappointed about the most sort of robotic thing is the coffee machine, which I don't go anywhere near. There are, however, a team of people who are managing your investments that are building the technology that you interact with. So we have an investment team. We have an in-house trading team. We've got client services. So if you've got any questions, you can contact them via a web chat or a telephone call or an email and then we've got software engineers and uh, our, our technical team who build the app, the website, the logged in experience and of course the, the marketing and the comms teams who keep you up to date with everything that's, that's going on in the market. The reason Nutmeg was different when it was founded was it, it wanted to take the principle and our founders very much worked in traditional investment and wealth management services and what they wanted to be able to do is offer those services that were previously only exclusively available to very wealthy people and offer them to everybody you sort of ended up in this um strange position whereby the people who could potentially most benefit from investing for the long term who could benefit from seeing returns that could potentially beat inflation over the long term or offer better returns than a cash savings account were excluded from being involved in the process because they didn't have the sums of money that a traditional uh, investment house may have wanted sort of particularly all of those years ago you know a decade ago was very much investing was not seen to be something that a retail audience did fortunately that has moved on um, and there are those benefits that people are you know, looking for and even as recently as the last couple of weeks the FCA has announced a sort of campaign and a shift towards how do we get more people investing you know there's um, millions of people in the UK who will have up to £10,000 that's sitting in a cash account that's paying them virtually no interest in the current environment and those people could reasonably be investing in something that could help them to build that pot. But for a lot of people, particularly a decade ago, they had either no idea where to start, they, the costs around it or the sort of barriers to entry were quite high. And that's really where Nutmeg came in. We took the, the principles of good diversified investing. We use a low cost investment vehicle called an exchange traded fund or a tracker fund. And we build you a diversified portfolio. Now, your portfolio with Nutmeg will be as diversified if you're investing £500 or as if you're investing £5 million. So the experience is very uh, democratising across the wealth groups why i think it's brilliant is it made it way more inclusive you instantly opened up the world of investing and then the other benefit is that the tech side you know we we are a fintech in that purest sense we're very financial services we're also very technology the fact that you can log into your nutmeg app via your phone or you can access it via the website you can see how your investments are performing on a daily basis. You can see what fees you've paid, either sort of over different time frames. Really made a lot more accessible. Gone are the days of waiting till the end of the year to get an annual review uh, packed through about what's been going on with your pension. 
you get it very real time. And I think that helps to start to break down those conversations and get more people engaged with their investments, get them more engaged with their finances. And I think Nutmeg was the first. That's what makes it unique. We've seen others and variations on the theme join the market, but there's definitely some, some first mover advantage. Absolutely. And that's really, it's great to hear. It's, it's quite a proud say, a statement, you know, Nutmeg was the first. Um, and, and yeah, I completely agree. So just drawing on the, th the thread of pensions at the moment, I know that you're really passionate about inclusively educating people about that. Can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, I think pensions are one of those things that if you start to talk about it, most people will switch off. Um, it's something that you think about that's going to happen a very long time in the future, particularly if you're, say, in your 20s and you're starting in your first role. Retirement date that you'll have in mind might not be sort of 30, 35, 40 plus years away. So thinking about your pension is probably not front and centre, um, although actually thinking about it at your first job is much more important than thinking about it in your last job. One of the things that's the sort of, um, for me, the biggest sadness about not getting engaged with your pension is if you did more about it at the very beginning, how much you actually have to put away into your pension is sort of drastically reduced, given uh, the, the delights of compounding over time. And that is that any returns your investment makes are then reinvested and then that grows. So it continues to grow. There's a great piece of research that was done that said if you're thinking of investing and you invest a set amount from 20 to 30 and you then stopped investing, your pot would still grow to be the same size as if you started at 30 and then invested through to 70, such as the power of the compounding on that first 10 years worth of investment. I also think that we have a little bit of an odd relationship with pensions, you know, and it's different in you know, across the world. My parents are Australian. They've had superannuation, which is compulsory uh, pension contributions since, I mean, probably since they first started working, which is many, many moons ago. And the idea now in the UK, we've got auto enrolment. It's not quite compulsory because you can opt out, although I would really encourage anyone who is considering opting out to really think about the benefits of being opted into your company pension because you get a, an employer contribution. You also get a free money in the form of tax relief from the government. So if you can afford to stay in, it is often really worth the sort of benefit of staying in. But the flip side of that is, your auto enrolment pension is very unlikely if you're at the, the sort of minimum end of the, the contribution scale to build you a pension that is sufficiently large enough for you to live on comfortably in retirement. And I think until we get a lot more comfortable talking about what sort of retirement do I want? What do I think that that's going to cost me on a sort of yearly basis? And therefore, how much do I need to be putting away? We just don't talk about putting it away and then we don't talk about putting it away. And while I know that might seem really daunting, fortunately, there's lots of resources out there, actually, which um, every year do regular piece of survey that looks at what do different pension lifestyles cost you. So if you want a sort of pretty basic level of your you know, pension and income retire retirement needs, it's going to cost you X amount a year. If you like, you know, maybe a European holiday and a couple of meals out, then you're looking at this. And if you want to go full on up 
luxury, then here's what it will cost first if you're uh, a single household in retirement or if you're a couple. And it gives you a really good steer about what you might need to be starting to put away. And I think until we start having those conversations, we're headed for a, a potentially quite bleak pace when it comes to sort of pensions, you know everyone sort of has read the press stories about the sort of pension shortfall or pensioner poverty. And I think it's, it's really important that we start to look at that younger and younger and younger, particularly I think when people are starting in their first role. It's fascinating hearing you talk through the impact of not having a pension between the age of 20 and 30 and, and, and actually how that, that accumulates over time. Um, you know, and I'm learning every second that you're talking, which is great. And I know that people listening to this will as well, but what's really fascinating to me is that you are talking about changing how we perceive money, how we talk about money, how we understand money. And that's not just what you're saying on the pensions front front. It's about, the investment uh, front as well. It's about gathering the knowledge and the data and, and having the accessibility. This is, this is huge change programs. I know people talk in technology about change programs, but actually what you're proposing um, yourself when talking about pensions, but nutmeg is a bigger picture. This is a societal change program that we're on really. So I know that you know, one of the things that nutmeg is able to boast is this diversity of thought within the business to be able to handle this sort of change. You know, on your website, you proudly announce uh, you've brought together a team from a variety of industries and backgrounds from every continent and representing over 30 nationalities. You know, this difference of opinion is a, is a massive driver. I can see that, but also I can see how that's gonna be able to help us really achieve the goals that you've got in mind. Tell us a bit more about how that, that all works. So I think it's really important to say, I love a pension and will happily talk to anybody about pensions at any time. I realise not everyone is like that and actually not everyone gets as excited about it. And I think as a business, Nutmeg is also very aware that when it comes to investing for long term goals, be that junior ISAs for children, lifetime ISAs for first home or retirement or pensions, the most important thing is how do we find a way to get people engaged with those topics? And we're fully aware that actually, if you just talk to people who have come from an industry, people who already have a love of it, you're probably not going to break down some of those initial barriers. So by bringing in people who have worked from totally different industry, be that a sort of gaming industry or be that you know, video game development, how do you get to a place where you're building apps, you're building a website, you're building a logged in experience that really helps people engage with their finances? because I will admit that some people might find the topic a little bit dry and a little bit not the most exciting thing to talk about the pub on a Friday night, but we have to be able to make it more engaging. So we have UX designers who have come from different walks of life. We have uh, app developers and engineers so that everyone comes to that with a different idea and saying, actually, this is the problem that we've got. How do we find uh, a solution that people will want to a engage with and b make them make a difference so one of the um one of, uh, let's i'll give you an example 
we have in the app when you log in or if you've logged in through the dashboard there's a graph that shows you the performance of your particular nutmeg pot over different time periods so you can change it whether it's a month or three months or six months or a year or the entire time that you've held that portfolio with us nutmeg shows you kind of all of the difference you can see where you've made contributions you can see uh, where there's been differences if you've made a change to that investment we also provide information on where there have been market drivers that have potentially driven performance. So one of the things that's really important, particularly over longer timeframes, is to remember there will be ups and downs. That, that line of that performance is not going to be a straight upward line, but that it will track generally upwards. Past performance has shown us that over longer time periods, that's where you're going to go. But we also know that people want to know what's causing their investments to either take a positive turn or that might have driven a sort of temporary downturn and therefore it gives them that the reassurance that they need that actually this is going to be a sort of short-term market volatility and then longer term they're in the picture and having that reassurance and having interactive dots on that map and on that graph so you can see okay this is what happened in March 2020 and this is what happened in August that was a, a boost for markets etc I think providing that information makes it much much more relatable for people and that's one of the ways that we know that we've had we've brought people from different industries and different sectors who've been able to say okay this could help rather than sending an email that said on this day the stock market did this and this were the drivers and here are all the numbers some people will want that some people will go and find it there are very good news resources that will give that to them this provides drivers that are very specific to your portfolio and I love that, you know, that it's, it's so specific to the individual and the individual's drivers and, and their particular portfolio and how that's been built. You know, take, taking that, that back to this conversation and, and what we've been talking about with regards to inclusively educating people, bringing on diversity of thought, ensuring that the workplace is reflecting society so that we can do, do the change that you're proposing. What would you say is your call to action with regards to what more we can all be doing for genuine, authentic workplace inclusion? For me, if I had one thing, I would say talk to people, interview people, employ people who aren't like you. You've kind of got your background and corner of the market really well covered and you know it. Find someone who brings something new. You'll have common ground. There's always ways to find those common ground. What is the person that's adding? adding to your skill set, adding to the skill set of the team that you've already got in place. Where's that additional bit coming from? I think that's where you get really good diversity, really good diversity of thought, and it makes it for a slightly more inclusive workplace because everybody knows that their opinion is, is welcome because it's slightly different. It's offering something slightly different to the person who's sitting next to them. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be right. It doesn't mean that your idea is always going to be taken forward, but you also know you're not just sitting there to make up the numbers because the four people sitting next to you have exactly the same thought. And I think that's why it's really important to look beyond maybe the sector that you would traditionally recruit from, speak to different people, speak to people who have come from different backgrounds, and that will give you much greater diversity when it comes to developing what your customers need. It also means your, your team, your workforce, are probably going to look more like the diversity that you have from your customers.
Absolutely. And it's about reflecting that, isn't it? So, you know, today you have taught me so much. You've taught the audience so much. It's been absolutely fantastic learning about you, what you're doing to educate people on pensions, exactly who Nutmeg are and what the culture's like and what your drivers are to, to improve the business and the industry. It's been such a pleasure learning from you. And all, all that's left to say is thank you for joining me on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you very much for having me. Thank <laughs> you.